Oh, we are working here. Huh? What is this? So you cheat people! Shame! Shame! You cheat! You cheat! Welcome to Karate Kid Two Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part Two, two busy minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And back again uh, from Marine Corps Minute is Brian and Rose. Welcome back. Hello. Hey, thanks for having us again. (laughs) And today we are talking about minutes 52 to 54 of The Karate Kid Part 2. It begins with Chosen on the Streets and ends with Miyagi with some beets. Um, Not the vegetable. The vegetable in this minute is carrots. Um, We pick up today with Miyagi and Daniel being heckled by Chosen and his buddies. And uh, Daniel's asking, like, oh, does that guy's uncle own everything? And Miyagi says, almost. And uh, I wonder what he means by that. Like, literally almost? Or, like, he doesn't have our hearts or something like that. <laughs> it's something poetic like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess Miyagi is a very literal guy, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, then Chosen it says... There's Miyagi, the coward. Ding. <laughs> and then he goes, and his baby. <laughs> I don't know how many times they call him a baby. That might be the only one. <laughs> uh, I, I, he mentions it, doesn't he? Because he mentions it again about a, his baby rattle. So he, it, baby comes oh, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Calling the baby is exactly what people call us when, uh, you know, Rose and I walk down the street. They're like, hey, there's coward in the baby. <laughs> Well, that's not a, you know, that's not a bad, uh, you know, stage name or, if, you know, if you want to do it, start a band up or yeah, I think baby. Exactly. It's perfect for like a wacky DJ, you know, morning DJ, you know, pet, <laughs> like, you're listening to Coward and the Baby. Yuji <laughs> uh, uh, Okumoto uh, says, uh, who plays Chosen, said, quote, that's one of the great things about acting. You get to experience things you might never do in real life. In this case, I get to see the world as a totally obnoxious punk. <laughs> he, he plays it well. Like, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, he loves being a bad guy or loves being a jerk anyways. <laughs> For sure. And it's funny because, you know, I'm, I've been noticing other roles I haven't realized it was the guy to place chosen in. And, like, the other roles that I can think of him in, like, he's not – like a jerky guy at all. He's like, yeah, sometimes really funny. And I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, has, have you guys ever brought up or even heard of a movie called brain smasher, a love story? No, no. Now, I, yeah. It was, it was an Andrew Dice Clay movie in the late eighties, early nineties uh, <laughs> with Andrew Dice Clay and Terry Hatcher, actually. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't remember. I, I feel like it was like a made for HBO movie too, but it was after Dice Clay did Ford Fairlane, which was just a out and out comedy. And right. they, 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 this brain smasher love story, obviously it was, you know, just the name alone is, is, you know, meant for comedic purposes. So it is funny, but it's mostly an action movie and it's free on YouTube. I was actually watching a little bit of it um, the huh. other day, to remind myself of it. But basically he's a bouncer and Terry Hatcher is like a, I don't know, she's singer she's hot girl you know whatever she is <laughs> and, uh, he he ends up basically there's a bunch of ninjas and i think they keep calling them chinese ninjas which they you know that that's like one of the reoccurring comedy bits is like look there's no you know they're not 
they're not ninjas or whatever. But the, <laughs> the long story short is the bad guy, Wu, is chosen, is the actor. Ah. And he's pretty funny in that. Um, but he's not Ooh. he's not totally meant to be hilarious. He's meant to be a tough guy. Um, but he's the head of the head ninja that's trying to get whatever it is. They're they're trying to get the MacGuffin that you know Brain Smasher is trying to keep him from getting. And it's it's pretty funny. Huh. You'll have to send I us that link check. or post it yeah. on our Facebook group. Yeah, I, I can do that. I can do that. It's uh it's yeah, sure. not high art. It's not high art, but it's uh. <laughs> Like I said, I was skimming through it the other day on YouTube, and, and I was enjoying the bits that I was, you know, pausing to watch. So <laughs> it's fun. Well, we have definitely been looking for things to do bonus episodes on, and every single thing I find UGN, like he is not like a main character at all. He is, you know, a side character, or I'm just completely unfamiliar with it, and uh, he might be in that one. But uh, well, anything I can think of, he's not really a main or main bad guy or something like that. Now he's he is the main villain in this. And cool. uh, so welcome. I think you just found your next bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Brain smasher. Uh yeah, we'll check it out. Uh I I loved Ford Fairlane back in the day and uh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd like it as much today, but um, I, it's it's there's some funny stuff that I still quote to this time to this yeah. day, specifically Ed O'Neill singing Booty Time. <laughs> That's right. Unbelievable. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So um, Daniel and his teenage ego cannot handle this abuse. And he's just, I don't know, is he trying to get Miyagi to react in some way? Uh, or he's just like, he's just surprised that Miyagi doesn't react. Um, and I, I, like, all of a sudden he's concerned about Miyagi's reputation. People might believe it's true. <laughs> They might, they might think I'm a loser for hanging out with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah stand I think, up for yourself. You're making me look bad. <laughs> I think it's now that you know he can't do anything because he's getting picked on just be, for his association. He's goat by association, and it's driving him nuts. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's so funny, you know. I mean, I tried to explain to my my kids to really take any sort of like jeers or insults thrown their way that. Like by classmates, especially like just meaningless, you know, like who cares uh, if they call you an idiot? Like, are you an idiot? Are you are you a dummy or something like that? Do you care about somebody who thinks you might be that or is just calling you that to make you look bad? Like, do you care what they actually think? Are they worth your your any sort of respect you want to give them uh, for that? And or even like and, and speaking of like people might believe it's true, like are you concerned about people that are not going to give you a fair chance and would just rather listen to, listen to some idiot, you know, shooting his mouth off rather than actually getting to know you yourself, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I swear in adulthood, I think the biggest reason I'd ever want to relive my childhood would be because be like, like now I have the superpower where I don't care what people think of me. <laughs> <laughs> like the only time I like waste sleep over, being concerned about what other people think of me is if I've actually done something to hurt somebody, you know, uh, on accident or, you know, on purpose, whatever. I don't know. Um, like, I, like I'd be just anxious about it. Like, Oh, I don't want them to think I'm, I'm not a bad guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, and then I, I was reminded of the Obi-Wan quote, like who's the bigger fool, the fool or the fool who follows him. And like, if you look at this scene, you see these villagers that are hanging around chosen and they're not even paying any attention. 
they're not like laughing along like oh yeah <laughs> baby <laughs> <laughs> like this spoiled kids coming into our town taking our money and and uh you know we're not his audience i don't know but yeah that being said chosen calling daniel baby uh, I actually laugh when one of either Toshiro or Toro just start going, <laughs> I just think it's so funny. He just well, I, over. Prime, you know, it's a, they missed a prime thing to be able to say, nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Perhaps, perhaps there's a scene later on where Daniel is more or less cornered. I won't get into spoilers, but, and somebody may come to his rescue and that would yeah. be a perfect time for, like the dramatic entrance and then be like, nobody puts baby in the corner. And then, you know, right. Fight ensues. That'd be funny if we were sold. Uh, nobody puts baby in a corner as another, uh, Miyagi-ism. <laughs> Remember Daniel's son, nobody puts baby. In the, corner. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whole coward in the baby thing too. Like that actually, I, you know, previously you guys were discussing alternate names for karate kid part two. <laughs> I, karate- or two coward in the baby would be a yes. <laughs> I don't know how many people would go to that movie, but <laughs> it's just like really. <laughs> I had to bring one back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Daniel is constantly hearing uh, bits of wisdom passed down from like, especially like Miyagi Senior to to uh, through Miyagi, and now he's naturally asking about the origin of what Miyagi just said, and uh, I love that. Miyagi says it's a new Okinawan saying, and then Daniel says, how new? And, and I I really don't think he's, like, kind of dumb about this. I think he's just playing along because Mr. Mr. Miyagi's being funny, and he's just like, oh, I'm the I'm the straight guy. I'm setting him up for his jokes. <laughs> and it's kind of fun, to, this back and forth. <laughs> he knows the shtick by now. They've been together for a while, long enough. When yeah. Daniel says, is that another old Okinawan saying? He sounds, like, annoyed, um, like... <laughs> Miyagi says old Okinawan sayings all the time, and he's like, please stop saying the old Okinawan. <laughs> can only take so much wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Can't you yeah. just talk normal? <laughs> yeah, and it's also like when, you know, your dad goes to make a joke and you just roll your eyes, that type of thing. Oh, so, oh it's Miyagi's kind of, oh, another one of these, huh? <laughs> That's another list I should make for my kids. Like, this is, you've rolled your eyes at me 958 times throughout your entire life life and uh and uh just so you know i I've, i was keeping track i was always watching and it hurt <laughs> you owe me 158 apologies <laughs> yeah yeah uh in the shooting script daniel actually doesn't go on to have this upcoming interaction with ichiru and chosen i just wanted to tell you this little deleted moment um he instead actually follows miyagi inside the miyagi house and there he find they find Yukie and Kumiko standing there waiting by a table with uh according to the script a quote an array of exotic aesthetically arranged foods uh Daniel notices it's only set for two people and he kind of mentions that to Miyagi and Miyagi just goes very observant <laughs> and then Miyagi uh bows and then sits down and then Daniel does the same and then the ladies both hold out a dish to each of them with food and chopsticks. Uh, Miyagi picks up the sticks, takes a piece, and eats it. And then Daniel kind of follows suit. Daniel's like, oh, this is good. What is it? And Kumiko says, diced pickled squid in raw sea urchin. And Daniel, of course, in typical 80s 
confession, he stops chewing immediately. Just like, huh? <laughs> like once I hear what it is, like it was good before, but now I hear what it is. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, Yukie then mentions that Kumiko dove for the, the sea urchins herself. Uh, and then Kumiko asks if he likes it, and uh, Daniel gulps it down with some effort, and he's like, it's great. <laughs> and the scene ends with Miyagi happily eating his meal and Daniel doing his best to choke down his meal and look appreciative as the two yeah. ladies stand by and watch them eat and smile at them. <laughs> was, was the sea urchin raw or cooked? Uh, he says raw sea urchin. Rossi, Rossi, yes, that's Russian. that's one of the the only things I've ever had in Japanese restaurant that I didn't like. Mm. Like it, it, it literally has the consistency of snot. <laughs> oh, gross! <laughs> now I had it cooked by the same chef, like in a different way, and it was fine. But yeah, raw, no. Now, if you didn't know what it was and you ate it, it do you think it would taste any better to you <laughs> until you no, found it, out what it was? No, it, I, I was perfectly willing to try it, knowing what it was, because yeah. I've tried, you know, octopus, squid, whatever, you know. Right. But uh, no, it was the it was the texture. It was just really gross. <laughs> what is this? Snot? No, it's raw sea urchin. Oh, gross! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish it was snot. <laughs> uh, it's a delicate. In America, I get a bowl of snot and I'm satisfied, <laughs> you know. Oh exotic food <laughs> all right back to the movie uh daniel sees old ichiru uh drop his basket of carrots and goes to help him and he asks if he's okay and then he says uh uh ninjin ninjin uh which means carrots which ichiru literally points out in the scene mm -hmm. um i looked up ninjin uh, and it also means uh, ginseng, which is another rooted vegetable. And then I started getting into etymology, and I guess nin means like persevere, but it also can mean like concealed, and jin can mean like person or maybe just like one thing. So maybe somehow that means like rooted thing. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. But ja can also mean person, so concealed person can also could be nin, is ninja <laughs> or rooted person i don't know <laughs> anyway somebody correct me this is what i found on google i'm sorry uh <laughs> i suck <laughs> google sucks google sucks that's right google's fault. if only google was better i'd be more educated yeah <laughs> it's about time somebody you know so took it to you know gave google theirs so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, great. Google Podcast has now dropped us. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding. <laughs> uh, Ichiro uh, introduces himself slowly for so Daniel will understand. And I, and I just wanted to note that Ichiro does not scream his name at Daniel <laughs> like Americans do. No! <laughs> Ichiro! <laughs> Ichiro! But Daniel is kind of a good boy uh, for not only helping Ichiro, but also does not scream his own name back at Ichiro. Daniel! <laughs> Daniel! Uh, all right. Uh, so, yeah, Ichiro thanks Daniel. This is Arigato. Um, and uh, Daniel helps him wheel his heavy cart. And I was wondering, like, do you think he's uh, – think he's – legitimately wanting to help Ichiru or or he's looking to uh get in a little get a little closer look at Chosen. 
I think he just wants to be a helpful guy. He has a good We've boy. seen him do that before. Be a helpful yeah. guy. Um, I think he's yes. truly taken by, you know, the culture of Okinawa, as we'll later see, you yeah. know, that. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I think he, he just he wants to take it in and he, he wants to be. I mean, he's already knows that that's Miyagi's friend from, you know, school or whatever right. back in the day. So, yeah, he's just being a nice boy. Nice guy. A mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show, uh, Mickey Mashida, didn't actually translate any of these lines coming up, but watching it, it sounds like Chosen is talking smack and Ichiro looks angry. So I assume he understands what Chosen is, you know, muttering to his buddies. And then he kind of yells at them for because he's not putting up with any of their nonsense. I, I just like the little interaction. Um, but yeah, as Daniel's loading up the carrots, uh, Chosen says over his shoulder while he's counting money, he says, your little teacher should get hearing aid. Maybe you need one too. Uh, and I will say in the book, uh, in the no- little junior novelization, it says, uh, I said your little teacher should get a hearing aid. So I'm assuming what he was saying in Japanese was the Japanese uh, translation of what, you know, your teacher should get a hearing aid. Maybe you need one too. Mm. Um, so Daniel decides to use what Miyagi taught him here. Who cares what Chosen said? And he says, I only hear what's worth listening to, which I, that's a, that's a great, that's a great line that he drops. Um, because you know, Daniel, Daniel's Daniel, we first met him. He's a hothead, you know, he takes things personally. He gets upset and, and a little bit of hothead was coming out just a moment ago, but yeah, Miyagi kind of reminds him like, who cares? Slowly, slowly changing. Yeah. Uh, so Daniel puts the car- carrots on the scale and knocks them over. And I love how Chosen's like, hey, we're working here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Daniel picks one up and notices that something's not right, and he breaks it in half. And I was just like, wow, he is super strong. I mean, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daniel is doing a lot of training, I think, to break a weight in half. <laughs> yeah. He looks very happy. Like he looks very happy. Like the moment before he breaks it, he's like, "Oh, this is going to be great." And then he breaks. (laughs) Yeah, because he's like, "What's this?" With a little smile on his face, because he knows. (laughs) He knows as soon as he picks it up, it ain't right. Yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, chosen and Toshiro like kind of scramble to grab the weights and knock vegetables here and left here and there. But now everybody is surrounding him and calling calling them a cheat. And I, it. I love the ADR person they had go in. I almost wonder if they had Yuji himself go in and do some ADR of saying like, you cheat people? Shame, shame, you cheat. <laughs> like there's nobody on screen actually saying any of this. No. But they're all just kind of like, you know, muttering at him in, in, in Japanese. So, or, yeah, it sounds like a bunch of birds that everybody going cheat, cheat, cheat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who wants to ex- uh, explain the vegetable scale? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure it out in my head and i don't know if i can <laughs> so they put the vegetables on one side they have mm-hmm. the 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 extra light weights on the other and they i assume they want them to be even or or however many weights they use no it can't be however many weights they use that's how much money they get because then it would be better if the weights were heavier not lighter so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, <laughs> because I'm. Tr- that's my. That's how I looked at it too, and I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> like so. 
I I'm broke my brain just, last night look, trying to think okay. of this. Okay, I didn't know if you were like setting us up and you actually had some nope. notes and you wanted. To I do. More. I mean, I have some observations, which it doesn't work out in the movie's favor. I'm, again, just adding this to my list of things I got to write. Robert Mark came in about. Yeah. If Chosen has fake weights, that would mean he would need more of them to balance the carrots. And if they're more weights, that means the carrots look like they weigh more, which means that Chosen needs to pay them more. Yeah. <laughs> like Chosen could cheat them if he labeled the actual weights as being less than they are, but there's no reason – then there would be no reason for there to be fake weights. Mm -hmm. And and I, I you know, looked all over – different discussion groups or whatever. And people have kind of explained this away saying, Oh, it's chosen is selling, uh, selling them vegetables. It's like, no, no, that that's wrong. The vegetable yeah. economy is the villagers grow the vegetables and they sell it for, you know, for money. Um, say so like, why, why would they buy vegetables if they're growing vegetables? <laughs> and yeah. also we literally see Ichiro bringing over a load of, of carrots. Hmm. No, no, no. They're, they're the farmers instead of going to market themselves, they sell it back to Sato, who then takes it to, you know, a supermarket or hey, he probably has his own chain of supermarkets or something like that or a local bodega or something that he's selling them in. Yeah. So obviously they want to sell it or buy it from the farmers as cheap as possible so that they can turn around, sell it at a, you know, a reasonable price or, a you know, uh, so to maximize their profits, basically. But again, right. If you go to any supermarket and you put your bananas on the scale, <laughs> their weights, the more you have to pay. So having less weight, yeah, you would think the weights would actually need to be clear, but they needed a visual cue for us to know that Daniel knows that these are, are fake. So, I went, yeah, I, I don't know. So it's. It's uh, it's a try not to think about it too hard and just have fun. It's uh, type situation. <laughs> Maybe he uncovered like uh, Sato's secret altruistic uh, thing that he's been doing <laughs> like, <laughs> to make up for feeling bad for being such a, a bad person. He's like, I'll give them a, a break on the weights. And then they all, right, you know, they all freak out. They're like, you you cheat yourself. Why are you cheating yourself? We should oh, we should <laughs> we owe you more money <laughs> or something. You know, we left Daniel is the villain in the last movie we're not doing that again <laughs> but we're not saying daniel just ruined this entire thing that sato was secretly sato's the real thing himself I, I, yeah. so yeah because he feels guilty for uh destroying the fishing economy and yep. he knows uh, these little these little um you know small you know, half an acre, quarter of an acre farms aren't going to really produce a lot. So it's like, yeah, he's throwing a little bit their way. And, and these are proud people. So they're, they're not taking charity and they're, they're not saying cheap. They're saying charity, charity. And, uh, they, they're not for that. They, they want to earn their keep. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I sense a new spinoff coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, uh, another explanation I found online was that, yeah, the, the, the Sato, charges a fee for the amount of uh like if there's more pounds to the vegetables then that's the fee sato charges for growing on his property increases but that but again to scale that would mean they would still be earning more money on the vegetables to pay off that fee so that makes no sense so the only explanation I, I thought was that all the weights are fake. Like some of them are clay. Some of them are much heavier than they look. It's all a lie. <laughs> and it's determined by Chosen himself. He's just like, all right, we'll get the heavy ones out. But maybe he's trying to give Ichiru a break. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
Yeah, I don't so, know. Yeah, I I actually saw in like researching the movie to begin with, like that as one of those huge goofs. And I was like, oh, I'll figure that out later. I'm, I'm sure that's easily explained. Nope. <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> we're, no, we're no closer after uh, our discussion. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Daniel kind of backs away, drops the broken weight, smirk, uh, he's smirking. He says, we'll talk sometime when you're not so busy. <laughs> and I just love this is classic Daniel. Like when he has the upper hand, he loves to rub it in the other guy's face. Yeah. This won't come back to bite me in any way. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Daniel, there's no deal here. Like this is not part one where they made a deal with the Cobra Kai and he's like, I'll just go mess with them. And uh, they, they, don't, they can't hurt me. Uh, but now – like there's no deal made with Joe. Like Sato is going to wait three days to go after Miyagi. Chosen didn't make any deal. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, we think about Cobra Kai. He, he loves to play the upper hand when he has it as well over like Johnny or like Crease. So uh, it's just a part of his character. <laughs> uh, so yeah, jo- Chosen looks kind of wounded, but is not going to go after him uh, at this point. Uh, so, we cut to an evening shot of one of the peers, and we hear uh, Yukie call Miyagi Anata. Um, and I looked up Anata, and uh, it is the Japanese word for, well, one of them maybe, for you. Um, and I guess it's sometimes used by married couples to refer to their partners as well, Anata. Uh, again, please tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> no idea. Anata, uh, Anata means you, yeah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, so Yukie, we hear Yukie ask if uh, he remembers their song and asks him to sing it. And Miyagi's a little like, and but she says, please, a couple times, and then he starts singing. Um, this song sound familiar to you guys? <laughs> mm, is it that? Is it that one they've used a few times now? <laughs> it's not Fascination. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not? Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know that one goes still feeling fascinating. <laughs> no, uh, it, this is a uh, uh, Brian. Did you or Rose? Did you notice? Remember this song from any any other time? It, I mean, my guess is 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 it from the first one when he was drunk? Yep, yep. Yeah. Right. This is the song we hear him singing as Daniel is approaching the house. There, uh, how it, weird is that? <laughs> is that like using the same song, you know, for two different like oh like yeah. Yeah, like you know, my other girlfriend. This was our, you know, this is our song in high school or whatever, you know. And then it's like that. It's that that use that same song for your wedding song, you know, with it with a different wife, you know, like a new. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, yeah. You got to pick a new song. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me. I used to host karaoke nights, and I'd love it when these couples would come up and be like, "We're we're gonna sing our song." I was like. I'd be like, what's that? And they're, they're like, Picture by Kid Rock and Shell Crow. I'm like, you know what that song's about? <laughs> right. Are you are you sec- secretly telling each other you're cheating on each other? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, again, yeah. Uh, Yukie says it's their song, but Miyagi in the first movie is mourning uh, his, his, his de- deceased wife and uh, singing it. Uh, I, I mean, I could... Could be something I could write to Mark, Robert Mark Heyman about, but I was trying to reason it out. I'm like maybe, like one true love, reminded him, reminded him in his drunken state of his first true love, and kind of like starts singing, mourning them both. Like oh, I can never, I can never enjoy love. You know, I will never have love. 
uh, I don't know. It just kind of makes him sad. But so, well, uh, he went way down a rabbit hole then when he was drunk in the first <laughs> one. So, yeah. Further back in time, he's like everything is terrible, not just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and of course we'll learn about his third wife in Karate Kid Three, right? That's that's definitely gonna happen. <laughs> they also had this song. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just uh, got song and he's like hey i know i get a move and i stick with it <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's true there's speaking of karaoke there are a couple of ones in my you know in in my uh uh weapons cabinet where am i where am i going with this like <laughs> that that i would be like i'd be able to pull out and be like i could do that song really well and you know if i want to be very impressive at karaoke i would sing you know those songs uh so this is Miyagi going, well, like I, I am, I love Backstreet Life by Takio Abe, the Japanese folk song from 1937. Uh, so I will pull that out uh, as, as a thing I sing. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, speaking of, I, I did look back and if you want to learn more about that song or us discussing it, uh, minute 88 of Karate Kid Minute, uh, our discussion of the first movie, uh, is where we talked about it, but you know, in in short summary, it is it's a folk song from 1937. Pat Morita heard it as a kid, and uh, it's and the only song he knows. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Now, and you know, if they wanted to infuse the soundtrack with a more modern, you know, flavor, what what song do you think Miyagi could have possibly sung in this situation to kind of modernize it a little bit? Like a virgin. Oh, whoa, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> there are sweeter songs that he could sing to Yuki. <laughs> uh, I just you think know, the whole funny to hear that coming out of Miyagi's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, um, hmm. Well, it'd be funny if uh, he started singing Glory of Love and uh, <laughs> Daniel oh, pops up like, hey, hold on. You're taking my thing. <laughs> Because we do hear it on the radio, so he would be aware of the song. So, oh. or, hmm. or maybe pulled out a song from the from the first movie, um, "Cruel Summer." Cruel Summer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's all about them leaving. You know, he had to leave her. You know, <laughs> leave me yeah. here on my own. Yeah, <laughs> mm. that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Yuki, I, I know, remember that song, but here's a good one that I love. <laughs> I heard it in the first Karate Kid. I mean, I heard it last year. Uh, <laughs> this played when Danielson uh, was winning the tournament. Then he played the best around. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, history repeats itself, UKA. <laughs> hey, hey, put this in your note for when you when we do the special edition. I think they could have done a like a you know I mentioned a soundtrack. I think they could have done like a Miyagi sings the hits and don't put an album out, kind of like a, you know, something. I would listen to me sing like the modern songs. <laughs> right. Or anything classic, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the power of love. <laughs> Can you hear it? Dun, dun. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another week here at Karate Kid Minute, where every episode is worth listening to. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sorry, I was trying to riff on Daniel's quote. <laughs> Um, thank you so much, Brian and Rose, for joining us this week. Uh, definitely want to give you a chance to plug your uh, your shows again. Yeah, well, appreciate you having us, of course. Um, these uh, this is 
one of our favorite movies, probably tied for this, you know, the, with the first one, mm-hmm. uh, the second. I hear one. that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really it's like it's like um, choosing which kid you like best. You know, it, it's hard <laughs> because uh, they're both they're both really good. Um, yeah, it's not that it's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like, it's like the first two and then the next couple ones, you just like, ah, they're just, they're on their own. They're just, they're on their own. But, um, I mean, it's tough between Karate Kid movies, but kids, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. We all have our the better one. <laughs> but, I mean, you can find me. Um, well, I already mentioned Marine Corps Movie Minute. So actually what I'll do is uh, I have a future uh, podcast coming out with, I believe somebody's already been on the show uh, this season, Travis Bow. We are yeah. going to do the uh, Marvel events timeline. We're, gonna, we're going through, uh, starting from really the beginning of Marvel Comics back when it was timely, and we're, we're going through. We're are in production right now. We're already recording episodes. So um, join us if you're a Marvel fan to, to go through the history of um, events, you know, you know, big big time events, not issue by issue, but just a broad look at the history of, of Marvel. And then, as I stated already, uh, Rose and I are, um, I would say we're in pre-production of yeah. doing a, a Hamilton uh, podcast song by song. So yeah. look forward to that whenever it comes out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to both. And uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, Brian, but uh, you did ask about something in the Minute by Minute group the other day that made me go, what? <laughs> oh, which one would that be? Uh, young Guns? Young Guns, <laughs> Yes, uh, that is um, that is in pre pre production. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that is something that I am. I I just got the idea for. I was. Uh, I may have a partner for that as well, um, nice. from any of the other two that I've mentioned or three. <laughs> so <laughs> that's something that will be coming too. Hopefully, it'll make you famous. Yeah, hopefully sooner or later too. <laughs> if not, we're going to go on to blaze of glory. So don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you both for uh, joining us this week and uh, tune in next week, everybody, when Chosen is such a nice guy, he gives Kumiko the shirt off his back. (laughs) And (laughs) until next time. Lie become truth only if person want to believe it.